You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Food insecurity impacts thousands of New Zealand families every week. However, the myth that people aren't making the right life choices still exists. I spoke to Rebecca Graham from Parents of Vision Impaired about the issue. A claim is often made that hunger is due to poor life choices. How valid is this claim, would you say? Certainly within the context of poverty, where people are going without enough food because they don't have enough money or resources to buy food, I would say very much that that's not about poor life choices. That's about people in our society who are deliberately under-resourced. Why do you think this myth still abounds? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. And it's a little controversial, but I think the wealthier group, it's to our benefit that we can blame people for their poverty because then it lets us off the hook for having to change anything. And particularly if you are part of a wealthier group in New Zealand, if you own land, for example, that puts you in a wealthy group. We don't like to admit that to ourselves. We don't like to admit that some of us are wealthier. And we certainly don't like to think that we're responsible for other people's poverty. So... It's a nice story in a way that we tell ourselves so that we don't have to feel guilty that other people don't have enough. So it's sort of like blaming people for their own poverty means that we don't have to look at ourselves and the benefits we get and that maybe we need to do things a little differently. Do you think it's an example of shifting societal responsibilities onto individuals rather than the problems of societies themselves? Yeah, and we do love that individual narrative, you know. We do like to think that our success and our wealth is a result of our own personal hard work. And often it is, but it's really hard to see some of those bigger structural things that make it easier for us to do well. And others, we don't necessarily see the barriers that other people face when they're working hard and they don't get quite the same rewards. What are some of the problems causing this food insecurity? A big thing in New Zealand is poverty, and that is multifaceted. Wealth is part of it, but it's not the whole thing. Back in the 90s, when we had the mother of all budgets, there was a deliberate decision by the government of the day to slash benefits to less than 20% of what was needed to live on. And that was a very intentional decision in order to reduce the welfare spend at the time. And benefits have never recovered in terms of uh, actual income that comes in and being able to afford to live. Uh, so that's a huge part of, of what happens when you have 20% less than what you need to meet your very basic needs. It's going to drive food bank use, it's going to drive hunger, it's going to drive some of these less socially acceptable ways of sourcing food. Uh, on top of that, and alongside it, governments underfunded state housing and the various things that happen in that space but essentially uh, we don't have enough affordable warm dry housing and that drives a bunch of stuff when a huge percentage of your income is going on rent it doesn't leave enough money for food and that's driving some of this stuff as well and then sort of in there you have now what is called the working poor where people have jobs but the income they're getting from their jobs isn't sufficient to meet basic living costs and again, that's driving an increase in food bank use, it's driving an increase in creative means, and it's also driving people going hungry because there just isn't enough money to buy enough food for everyone in the household. What do you think are some of the short and long-term solutions to these problems? So short-term are things that alleviate hunger 
and access to food right now and long term at some of those policy actions that we can do. In terms of the short term, we could very easily provide people with additional money, additional resourcing. We could also shift from a food bank charity model into a free store model where we just give people unfettered access to donated food. That's a model that works really well but here in New Zealand we still have a charity model where people act as gatekeepers to make sure that only the right people get donated food and, and there's a lot that's problematic with that and we could just move straight away to unfettered access to donated food. In terms of long term, a number of things we can do and some we are doing, so we're increasing the number of state housing, that's a big one. The Wealthy Expert Advisory Group made a number of recommendations. They had 42 main recommendations, most of which hasn't been implemented. So we could implement those across the board right now and that would make a huge difference long term and probably in the short term as well. And that includes simple things like, for example, disability allowances, making them less bureaucratic and administrative, tripling the child disability allowance, things like that we could do very quickly and it would make a huge difference. I know the government is doing some things, but I think there's a lot more that we could be bold and transformative with. That was Rebecca Graham from Parents of Vision Impaired talking about food insecurity in some of our country's poorest. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.